name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Uh, you notice that at the beginning of the service we did, uh, when the deacon came out, we did the entrance prayer. Um, may the holy angels enter with us to serve and glorify thy goodness with us. Uh, we just had a liturgical conference, and uh, that is the entrance where the church traditionally or initially began the liturgy. So all of that to that is that there's a preliminary element to that, but I want you to hear that prayer. It's a very powerful prayer. I've been excited every time I say it quietly. <laughs> you guys need to hear this because we want to enter the holy place with the angels to glorify God. That's a very powerful moment in the life, in the uh, liturgical life. So I wanted to uh, kind of point that out and... Uh, Keep doing that, so pay attention there. It's a very important point in our service. Um, so today's gospel. So the Lord engages the Canaanite woman. She came out and cried, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. He had not answered her one word, and the disciples came and begged him, saying, so he's silent to begin with. His disciples say, send her away, for she's crying after us. And he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he kind of rebukes her. But she came and knelt, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, it's not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the Dogs. Did Jesus say that? And then she says these beautiful words. Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. When I hear that gospel text, I go, wow. Wow! In so many ways, wow! Here is a woman of incredible faith, intense integrity, desiring the health of her daughter. And nothing is going to get in the way of that, even if somebody says, ignores her, and then says, I didn't come for you, and then finally says, I don't give, we don't give food to the dogs. <laughs> it's like, Lord, did you really say that? Yes, he did. But why, why? Because he knew all along this woman was so humble and so desirous of her daughter's health that nothing was going to get in the way. This was going to do, this was the woman who said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm, gonna, I'm coming to him, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to heal my daughter. I don't care what if, they, if he ignores me, if I'm pushed away by his disciples, if in some way he rebukes me, I'm going to stand there and continue to beg him to heal my daughter. Nothing's going to get in the way. So, what a powerful text. What a powerful text. It's the fifth Sunday 
before Lent. The signals, the fifth Sunday before Lent. This was Zacchaeus. And it's all about desire. What's my desire? Along with this, I'm going to kind of weave in our anniversary. 26 years we've been in the Antiochian Archdiocese. 26 years. But the beginning of this church started back in the early 70s. There's more, much more to this. But our rejoicing today is that we were accepted by Metropolitan Philip and the Patriot Ignatius of thrice-blessed memory, uh, and that that day is commemorated in February every year for us. So it's our anniversary. So I'll weave a little bit of that in. So when we look at this text and see what happened here, we see first that she came, that she had a, a problem in her life, and she came to God. She didn't stay away, she, and she made an exceptional effort to get to God. She wasn't a Jew. She was a Canaanite woman, somebody that the Jews pushed aside. And even to get that close to Jesus was quite incredible. And so she came. And 26 years ago, we came. We came to, we went to uh, Constantinople to knock on the door of the Ecumenic Patriarch and say, your eminence, please, please let us in. Let us in. We desire to be orthodox. <laughs> and he didn't even show up. He didn't see us. He sent out somebody else to say, no, no, thank you. You're not ready. Sounds a little bit like the Canaanite woman, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's so my gosh, this is almost exactly what happened to us. No, you can't come in. And I remember how disheartened we were. Because when, when we came back from that, the joy of going over there, thinking that this would kind of open the door for our entrance into the Orthodox Church and finding out that it, the, door, the, the door was not only not open, but it was locked. How are we going to get in? I remember thinking personally, it's going to be another 10 years. We're going to be floating around in the wilderness for 10 years. And that was in the beginning of 1987. In September of 1987, we knocked on another door. Patriot Ignatius, Metropolitan Philip. We like to become Orthodox. Oh, you would. You know what his comment was? It's very beautiful. Make me a proposal. Like, what? Really? Make me a proposal. And... We threw a series of um, through a series of uh, meetings. A uh, proposal was uh, made and accepted, and we became Orthodox in uh, that was '86. In '87, we became Orthodox in February, and the whole train of people followed that, and have followed that since. I think that was kind of a door that op a, a wave that began. Uh, blessed uh, a blessed memory. Um, Patriot Ignatius and Metropolitan Philip opened that door for us. But it's because we didn't go away. We cried again. She cried out, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. When are we going to become orthodox? Lord, we want this desperately. 
So, so the story goes on. Uh, we make this resistance and we, we stay the path and God blesses all of, this, all of us from that on. And I, I, I need to share this one little moment for you because this is a blessed moment for us. Uh, a blessed memory, uh, our beloved Deacon Howard George served the first liturgy in front of the Metropolitan. <laughs> it's very beautiful. I'll never forget it because he was so nervous. Can you imagine? We weren't Orthodox then. And he had to do this liturgy in front of Metropolitan Philip. And uh, it was very beautiful. So God bless all those things that, that occurred there. It was very, very wonderful. Um, so let's continue the story of the Canaanite woman. Uh, so she cried out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. Uh, so here we see that uh, she demonstrates intense humility and an incredible hope that this, this is a, a moment where we see this sense of hopefulness uh, arise in her in the midst of her distress. We see a great hope arise in her. And uh, this hope is in Christ, the Son of David, the Son of God, a very powerful thing. And I remember in our, in our journey that this became kind of our target Lord, you have to help us here because there's no way we're going to proceed forward without your help. This is not going to, we're not going to be able to move forward uh, without the help of Christ. And I'd encourage you, you know, how many times in our lives, each of us, have we come to a place where we have had to cry to God, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. That cry has to be Sprinkled with hope. Sprinkled with knowing that God loves us and whatever he gives to us is going to benefit us for our salvation. Whatever it is, whatever it might be, that's for our good and for our salvation. We did an exercise today with the uh, students from St. Peter uh, of Damas, the Damascene, and basically it was uh, what the spiritual gifts you get uh, uh, the spiritual gift of riches and the spiritual gift of poverty. The spiritual gift of skill, the spiritual gift of a lack of skill. The spiritual gift of health, the spiritual gifts of illness. And so whatever condition we're in, whatever, whatever way God wants to bless us, we have to have this hope that however he's going to bless us is going to be a blessing. <clears throat> we have to be very careful of thinking that God just blesses us with good stuff and that everything else is not a blessing. As St. Paul says, I know how to uh, live in Christ in all conditions. All conditions. He abounds. He's rich. And it was so interesting to me with this exercise with the students today, the teens, is that I gave them this list of, of, of riches and poverty, all the difficult virtues, all the difficult gifts, they listed more virtues. They could acquire more virtues with the difficult gifts. It's really an interesting kind of play there. So we cry to God with hope, and then we get resistance. We feel resistance. 
Maybe we're pushed away by something. We feel that, that God's not listening. Somehow there's distance. And so we cry as she did, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. And backing up to our story, too, that became the cry of all the men that led us into orthodoxy. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. And I think what it began to do is develop in us a humility, a deep humility that it was really up to God. If this was going to happen, this was going to be God's doing. It was not going to be man's doing. This was going to be God's doing. And so for each of us, I think we have to get to that spot that if it needs, if you need to be persistent, then you need to be persistent. We can't just ask and then step away. We must ask and then we must ask and then we must ask. We may spend a lifetime asking. But even in the asking, something good's going on in us. Virtues, you may, that may not happen the way you want it to happen. But in you, something good is happening with the idea of asking. So, St. Paul says in Romans, pers perseverance builds character. Character builds hope. And out of hope comes love of God. Pers perseverance Character, hope, love. So when we're asked to be persistent, you're building character, Christian character. In that Christian character, you're finding hope. In finding hope, you're finding love. The love of God. Very beautiful. So we have to understand that that, that persistence becomes important. Lord, help me. And then... The ultimate sense of the, most, the, the difficult uh, fence to jump, rejection. You feel rejected. You feel like your prayer is not heard. You, I didn't come for you. You ever feel that way? You get to a point where I've just prayed this long time, and this, it's, this is all I'm getting? I'm not getting an answer to my prayer? What virtue needs to be built under that condition? This is so important. The virtue of bitterness. Anger. Resentment. No, what virtue? Patience, humility, faith. That's the virtue that God wants to build. You know why he tested her that way? Because he knew it was in her. That didn't even phase her. Her response was so beautiful. She didn't say, I'm not a dog. You know what she said? Yes, Lord, I don't deserve this. You're right, I don't deserve it. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. You know, Lord, all we want is a crumb. All we need is a crumb. You know, so we need to understand that this long haul, this long haul effort that we make as Christian people isn't so much many times to have our prayer answered, 
But what virtues are we building on the way to the answer? What's happening inside of us? What's going on in us on the way to the answer? Because sometimes we just beg God, beg God, beg God for an answer, and he's saying, you know something? I'd love to answer you. But you've got to build some virtues, because if I give you the answer and there's no virtue there, you're not going to fulfill what I give to you properly. You know, she, all her life from then on, I'm sure, was a devotional life toward God because she already had established humility. It was like the ten lepers, the, they, ten are cleansed, and nine leave, and one returns. Only one had the virtue of thanksgiving. So for us, each of us, the struggles that we have, all of us are struggling with something. All of us have stuff. In that struggle, God is saying, build virtues, build humility, build patience, build love, build character, build hope. That's the Christian life. In all things, St. Paul says, I know how to live in Christ. In all conditions. So may God help us all. And as we celebrate an anniversary 26 years in the Archdiocese of men that were persistent, that even turned away, found other ways to move forward. We celebrate that today. But two, we celebrate this beautiful woman who for us is an incredible example of the virtue of humility, desire, patience, and hope. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.